Howdy folks and welcome back to Reading Held Hostage. My name's Blue and I love to read. It is me, Carlisle. All right, we're done. <laughs> we're absolutely not doing that. Introduce yourself. It's, it's me, Justin. Not Carlisle, as I know all of you were. Yeah, thinking. everybody was kind of confused there for a second, but mm-hmm. it's me, Justin. And I don't like reading. And he remembered to say that part without any prompting. Yep. So as we start our second part of Eclipse, I just want everybody to know Justin thought this was the last part of Eclipse. I hoped it was. <laughs> so Justin, can you tell me a little bit about what happened last time around? Fuck no, I don't actually. <laughs> I actually. It was Rose. We learned Rose's story. We learned why she doesn't oh, want. Oh, god damn, yeah. We learned why she doesn't want Bella to become a human. Or <laughs> Don't become human. Become a, what's it called? Revert to monkey. Re- revert to, or what's it? Something to crab. Evolve to crab. Evolve um, to crab. So, and then Jacob came and stole her from the house when she was being held hostage by Alice. Good. Do you remember that? Yep. Okay. So, that's what's happening now. And we're just going to hop into it because there's two large stories I have to tell this time around. Last time it was just Rosalie's and I was like, oh God, it's going to take me forever. Now there's two. Is this just a background book? It- no, she actually printed a background book, a whole book on everybody's background, which is really good. I really like to read that one again, but really, dude, eating ice? I moved the mic away. <laughs> okay. So chapter eight, we're starting. She's with Jacob. She's vibing. And, you know, how like, hard is she vibing? Well, they're she's just happy to be free. And she's sitting around there just walking on the beach aimlessly. And she like jokingly, she goes, oh, hey, Jake. And like, then he lo- pushed her into the water. She goes, hey, Jake, what's the latest pack scandal? And Jacob reacts way too intense for that joke. And she's like, oh, shit. No, like what actually happened? And he's like, OK, stay with me. Please don't judge. Quill imprinted, and I already warned you about this oh part, God. Justin. This part Fuck. made me physically ill when I read it, um, so I don't even know what trigger warnings to give. Just check that the below in our uh, how how far are we into the episode? Show notes. Well, we're barely into the book, but three minutes. <laughs> okay, hey, this is the fastest we fucked into something. Yeah, it's. This makes me, like, I literally got physically nauseous at work reading this part. And it's not, like, gross. It's just, like, the the idea of it. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. The whole, everything about it's bad. You'll see. Or here. So, Quill imprinted. And the rest of the pack are worried that imprinting itself might become something a lot more common than, like, what the um, stories tell them it is. So, then he stares at her very intently. And I know what he's doing. He's trying to see if he is going to imprint on her, which he doesn't. Um, and then he says, please don't judge us. Just let me get through the stories and do not guess. So Quill imprinted. They were at Emily's and she had her two nieces down for a visit. And that's when Quill met Claire. Met Claire. And Bella's like, what's the, like, does Emily not want her niece to be in love with a werewolf? And she's like, Jacob's like, the issue isn't that he's imprinted. It's that it happened very early. Please don't be judgmental. But Quill imprinted on a fucking two-year-old. Claire is two. Two. That's just fucking disgusting. She's a baby. That's 
fucking disgusting. And we'll talk about what Jacob talks about imprinting, but I don't care. The fact that Steph thought that was going to be a plot point, and then she double downs on it later in the book. Revolting. No. Do you know what you could do? Because this is a cool fictional world. Not have not that Not do that. Literally, Literally not do have that any happen. fucking thing else. It made me nauseous at work because I like started thinking about it way into in depth and I got sick. I don't get sick that often. I listen to a lot of true crime. So apparently the stories that they've heard have said this could happen, but it's Jacob's like, please just let me get through it. Quill isn't getting older. So he will just have to wait a few decades. Um, yes, he fucking is. Yes, he fucking is, though. He's living more time than her. Yeah. Edward's 104. He is not 17. Yes. You. That is... Oh, my God. It's the fucking anime thing of, like, Born Sexy Yesterday. Mm-hmm. But backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Born a child... A couple years ago, but still a child. Makes me want to throw up. Bella's like, I'm not comfortable with this. And Jacob's like, it's not romantic. It's not like love at first sight. It's more like gravity. When the wolf sees the person, that's their spirit, like imprint. That's the only thing that's keeping them there anymore. They'll be whatever they need. A protector, a lover, a friend, or a brother. And he's like, Quill would be the best big brother a kid ever have. Then when she's a teen... She'll be the best friend that she needs. And then when she's grown, she'll be as happily as Sam and Emily. And I'm like, fuck off. That's gross and uncomfortable. That's grooming. And literally. That's literally grooming. And it's like, how is poor Claire going to see? Honestly, I can't imagine. It's like the step siblings or adopted siblings things where they're really young when they meet. And then they end up dating when they're older. And I'm like, that makes me uncomfortable personally because you were raised with that person. Yeah. Obviously, there are extenuating circumstances. But in this specific case, she is two. And Quill is going to be there for her whole life. Yes. And she's going to have that expectation to be with him. Yeah. As a fucking two-year-old. And Bella's even like, doesn't Claire get a choice? And Jacob's like, yeah, but why wouldn't she choose him? He will be her perfect match. Yeah, because he fucking made himself her perfect match by living with her for every moment since she was her. two. By grooming her. <sighs> Makes me so uncomfortable. You, sh- you, you shaped this person. Mm-hmm. And yourself into what that person would want. Yeah. It makes me literally, like, so mad that that's even a plot point. And then not only that, spoilers, I guess, if you don't want, go, like, a minute in advance. But I guess there's a kid in the next book, and I don't want to give too much spoilies away. Then don't talk about it. No, no, I'll just say that Jacob imprints on her right when she is born. Literally, right out of the womb. Imprints. Doesn't he say, like, he probably liked Bella so much because she had yeah. the egg? Mm-hmm. Well, something like that. I don't know if that's the book or the movie, but it's just, like, a baby. Literally that's hours a baby. old. That's a baby. And he's like, well, it's not romantic. And I'm like, but if it has the inkling that it will be, it's not. It's gross. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, parents love their children... But there is no inkling of it becoming sexual, no. so it's fine. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on. Because otherwise, that's all we'll talk about. Yeah. 
So she's like, Jacob, do you think hey, you'll ever imprint? Sorry. Go ahead. Um, why why didn't we talk about this last episode if we talked about the other fucked up thing last episode? I didn't episode? read this far. Ugh. I thought, I thought, um. You got over the hump? I did. And honestly, I, I knew this was going to piss me off, but like. I forgot how much it really like because like if you've read the mo- if you've read the books and you've watched the movies you know this happens and you're just kind of like that's a dumb thing that happened, but it's kind of like that's now a, that I'm a big kid, you, you we need to stop giving authors this free yeah this way free pass of like oh it happened in the book it's fine no they came up with this situation they imagined and, all of this and wrote it down it's not like they just. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's like, if you're going to write about something like this, that's fucked up in our world, and it's not fucked up in the book, you have to give it a lot, a, a way fucking better reason then, than Steph did. Yes. Because I've read plenty of books where they have things like slavery and stuff, and like characters are like, this is fucked up. And then other characters are like, yeah, we know that. Like, that's why we're fucking ending it. It's not like, hey, we're like chill with this weird version of pedophilia. I mean, it's... Again, less serious, but the same thing about the native poverty in this book. Yeah. You can't just put it in as a side thing. Like, you can't just put in grooming and pedophilia of a two-year-old mm-hmm. as a side plot. And don't argue with me that it's it's not romantic. It has the potential to be and will most likely be when she is an adult. Everybody expects it to become that. How are you... Okay, we might have to cut some of this out because I'm getting really heated. But, like, how could you look at a two-year-old and then when they're 20 be like, yeah. Yeah. Even if you... I don't care if you imprinted. I don't care that Steph made that up. She didn't even write it well enough to to justify what she did. Yeah. It's the same thing when, like, a 50-year-old <sighs> dates, like, a 21-year-old. Yeah. It's fucking weird. It is a thousand times weirder if they knew them if they kid. knew them like oh i'm a friend of your dad yeah okay all right we're done we're done okay so um she's like jacob do you think you'll imprint and he's like justin don't fucking interrupt me again quill quill more like chill <laughs> you gotta bring the goose back <laughs> <laughs> we can bring the goose back. Goose, come on in. Uh, so, J- Jacob, will you ever imprint? And he's like, I'll only ever see you. She's like, I think I'm going to go home. Like, yeah. She, she like, draws that boundary. She's like, I don't think I'm good here anymore. He's like, I'm sorry. Like, uh, I'm sorry. And they Should just, be. Like, yeah. She's made that boundary She's, I mean, fucking clear. Again, she was holding hands with him, like, the whole time they were vibing earlier. But, like, holding hands isn't, hey, Jacob, I'm in love with you and I'm leaving Edward yeah. for you. Like, we hold hands, so bone me down, dog. Literally. Dog? Oh. <laughs> um, Jacob's like, hey, did you really mean that you were going to become a vampire? And she's like, yes. And he's like, pissed. And he also reminds her that there's not a geographic limitation to their treaty. If the Collins bite some th- somebody, then the treaty will have been broken. And Jacob's like, I won't be able to forgive you for that. You won't be my Bella anymore. You won't be the person I know. You won't be human. And she's like, okay. Uh, and uh, I only have a few weeks left. And he gets absolutely furious, growling, shaking. 
And she's like, I'm getting older. I'm getting closer to 19. Like, what's the point of me waiting? Edward is all I want. And Jacob... <laughs> what's the point of having a 20-year-old body? Ugh, Old dirtbag? That's what you want me to be? Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> you know only men only like you once you're when you're a teen. When you're two. I mean, I mean two. I mean, I mean, I mean teen, two. I mean, I mean two. Teen, fuck. I mean two. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we, Steph? <laughs> <laughs> Jacob then says that he would rather her be dead than a vampire. Which would that, hurt my feelings. That's, that's hey, I'm going to fucking kill you if you turn into a vampire. Also, though. he's, again, 16 having a temper tantrum. Yeah. It's like when your parents get mad and you're like, oh, I wish you were dead. Which, like, don't say that to <laughs> Swat him on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll up a he's newspaper. He's being a bad dog. Pop him on the nose. Bad dog, learn your manners. <laughs> it's Marmaduke. He's Marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> when Jacob's bad, they call him Marmaduke. <laughs> um, uh, she gets mad at him, rightfully so. What? Edward comes up to him and says, Marma, put your dukes up. <laughs> <laughs> She's mad at him and says, well, you might be lucky and I'll get hit by a car on the way back. And then she takes her motorcycle and it's freezing rain out. And she just like rides to the Cullen house because she's still being babysat by Alice. Yeah. Because, you know, gotta go back to your, ca- I mean, babysitter, not captors. captor. Not, ha- not prison. No. Not prison. Um, she sleeps, but when she wakes up, Edward's in the room with her. Warning, it gets a little sexual and makes me really uncomfortable. She oh, shit, in- I'm bricked up. She immediately <laughs> forgives him. No questions asked and start kissing him. Forget- she literally says something Where'd like. Where'd he go again? He went hunting. Okay. For two nights. Getting some mountain lions. Cool. And you know, those very prevalent beasts of the wild. <laughs> she forgets all the wrath she was supposed to unleash. And then an incredibly intense makeout session goes on. And he pulls her legs up. And jo- stop, stop. I'm going to throw up. Justin, I'm going to literally have to be done. What? Did you? I'm sorry. Did you mean this? Because his body is like porcelain. Like how they constantly describe it as granite and porcelain. <laughs> Two rocks rubbing together, baby. Mm-hmm. Wait. They talk about wait. it in the next book. His balls? Stop talking about his balls. Is his balls hard? Well, yeah. His whole body's hard. Is his scrotum hard? I don't know. Does he got hard scrot? Do you think his throat, like under here, is hard? Like any soft spot. I feel like you couldn't move his skin. Like, you know how you could push somebody's cheeks up? I feel yeah. like you couldn't do that to a yeah. vampire. Well, they don't have any fat on them. They're not ugly. Except for Esme, who had a child. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Don't forget, she's curvier than the rest of them because she's two days postpartum. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Makeout session. He's pulling her legs um, up. Justin, I'm seriously <laughs> going to fucking punch you. <laughs> you did not have to oh. listen to this. <laughs> well, I guess you do. Um... And he jokes, what's wrong about the bed? And they keep making out. And he pulls her on top of her. And I wrote, stop. And then he rolls her under him. And she's like, OMG, we're totally going to fuck. And he's like, no, no, no. I just wanted to show you how beneficial a bed is. And she's like, well, this is kind of dumb if we aren't going to do it. Why go for the bed? And he's like, it's too dangerous. Of course, they use better words. No boning till marriage. I'm a good Catholic. He he gave Bella blue balls. (laughs) And they talk about. Blue labia. (laughs) Maybe a Majora. 
<laughs> okay, stop. It's you're because making, it's so cold. You're making it too sexual. <laughs> Blue. Blue. What? Everybody's going to say that was such a good joke. Serious, I doubt my friends at work are going to tell me that. <laughs> and you, my friend at work in, in particular, the both of you who listen to this, don't talk to me about my husband right now. He's in trouble. Um... So they talk about how they're going to be able to work on their self-control. And Bella's like, I refuse to apologize for wanting to take things further, which is fine. But also, if Edward says no, you have to listen because yep. no means no. And it's one word answer. No means no. Either gender, either way. Any gender. Either gender. Yeah. Refers to a binary, I'm a Justin. fucking bigot. I'm I sorry. Do you need a 20-minute slap on the wrist? Yeah. One just really slow <laughs> one very slow slap on the wrist like, okay if you can hear our cats going in and out of their cat door they had like a party in their litter box room and like poo all party th- poo party all three of them like ran out of there like it was nobody's business hey, at least okay we can't smell it we haven't gotten through a chapter yet Edward says he does want to apologize because he was able to gain some perspective while he was out hunting and he apologizes for Alice holding her hostage and says it won't happen again, which I thought was really good growth for Edward, considering he's such a fucking dingle fritz. She's worried that Edward... And, like, manipulatively abusive. Yeah. That's what I said. You said dingle fritz. Well, we'll just put a pin in that. (laughs) Um... She's worried Edward's going to be mad at her for going to Jacob, but he's not. He realizes his prejudice against werewolves is, like, not enough for him to be this controlling. And he's like, I'm willing... It's not okay to be werewolf racist. He's willing to trust her judgment a little bit more. And more importantly, he's not willing to let it drive a wedge between the two of them. (laughs) Oh, my God. What if he's just racist? (laughs) I think he is. And just hates Native people. He was born in 1917. He could just, yeah, he could. Or 1901. Easy, easily just be racist. Jasper, on the other hand. Uh-oh. <laughs> so she's a little shocked about a sudden change of heart, which I think is a really good change of heart. Like, he took a minute, he was like, oh shit, I'm being a shithole. And then came back and was like, yeah. I... And he expresses actual concern over the fight she and Jacob had, and she's really confused. Then we're going to talk about sex, and I'm going to read a paragraph to you. And I need you to shut the fuck up the whole time. Okay? You know how hard that is for me. When I say I am talking about Bella. Ready? I laughed half-heartedly. I guess it's a good thing you've got so much self-control. He goes, I could slip. If you're going to have a lapse in control, I can think of a better place for it. I reached for his face, trying to pull myself up for a kiss. His arms held me tighter, restraining. He sighed. Must I always be the responsible one? I grinned in the darkness. No, let me be in charge of responsibility for a few minutes. Or hours. Thoughts? What's that even supposed to mean? I don't know. She wants to fuck. Oh, we found the uh, TikTok. So we're going to put that in the description from last time. That was funny. The growling TikTok. (laughs) He growled. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) But yeah, so basically she's really getting... um, hard on for him and she she's bricked up she's making it very clear and he's making it very clear and she, he has every right to say no to be fair especially now when he's like i will literally kill you and i don't want to do that yeah. and she's like come on let's just try it and he's like really you want to just try it when i can fucking kill you, you? just want to wing possible death <laughs> possible like, i don't want to kill you Possible sexual murder. It's not autoerotic asphyxiation. It's autoerotic insanguination. (laughs) 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 
my god, I cracked myself up. But the thing is that it wouldn't be auto. Because he's doing it. Yeah, it would just be examination. Yeah. <laughs> He'd just be taking all of her blood out. She didn't need it anyways. Who needs blood, really? Chapter 9. They arrive back at Charlie and Jake is called. And Charlie writes her a little note by the phone and he says, he didn't mean it. He's sorry. Be nice and give him a break. He sounded upset. I get really mad at Charlie during this time. Because I know Charlie is Auntie Edward. Not Auntie Edward. Auntie Edward. <laughs> it's me, Auntie Edward. It's me, Auntie Edward. But the last thing you want to do if your kid is dating somebody you don't like is be extra mean to that kid. Because that's just... They'll just go for it. Like, yeah. And she's like, I'm mad at Jacob. I'm not calling him back. She's like, if Jacob prefers me dead, then he should get used to the silence. And I'm like, fucking go, girl. Yeah. You couldn't be mad at Edward for one single second, but I guess. Charlie's like, are you going to call Jake? And she's like, no. And Charlie's like, that's not attractive behavior, Bella. Forgiveness is divine. <laughs> that's the actual quote. Why don't you smile more, you cold bitch <laughs> cold-hearted bitch <laughs> she gets in her room and she realized that it's been kind of cleaned up like things have been moved around and this like freaks her out rightfully Gross. so yeah she's yeah, like yeah. charlie did you touch my stuff and he was like uh no was i supposed to <laughs> like he's like fuck did i forget to do the laundry when she asked <laughs> but no he didn't that's when you asked me a question i'm like fuck was I supposed <laughs> to? what did i forget yeah except for we're married and bella's his child yeah she thinks Alice must have cleaned up while she was gone, like, when Alice came to grab all of her stuff. But then Edward, like, comes in, and he's, like, eyes wide, nostrils flared, lips are pulled back, which yeah. doesn't really work. And he has really a maid outfit on with his little duster. <laughs> he goes upstairs, and he comes back, and he goes, somebody's been here, a vampire, and it's not a scent I recognize. Which would freak me the fuck out. Hey, a murderer's been in your room. See ya. Well, especially considering Victoria is the only one she thinks is kill hunting her right now. And, and it's, it's not, not Victoria. Yeah. So they end up going to, like, they call, Edward calls Emma and Jasper. They're going to sweep the woods, keep Charlie safe. But Edward's like, Bella, we got to go right now. Like, we're going to, the, to my house. Alice hasn't seen anything and Edward's mad. He's like, why haven't you seen anything? Okay. Invite Charlie over for dinner, <laughs> To the Collins. They're all going to eat dirt just to satisfy Charlie. No, like, invite him over for something so he doesn't die. They invite him to the La Push a lot. She doesn't give a shit about her dad. She's willing to fucking die. Pretend to die. I just don't understand how you can just be like, oh, there's a murderer. All right, gotta go protect Peace. myself. See you, Charlie. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot pressed a button and now oh, I lost no. my place. Oh, okay. For the for the people at home, we've had a mojito. Well, blues have ha have had a <laughs> blue has had half a mojito, so we're crunk. <laughs> I have a very low tolerance. Um. So Alice hasn't seen anything. Edward's mad. Carlisle's like, it's not an exact talent. Chill. And Alice is pissed. She's like, what the fuck else do you want me to do? I'm watching the Volturi. I'm watching Victoria. I'm watching Bella's every goddamn step. I'm watching Victoria's. I'm watching iCarly. I'm watching Zoe 101. I'm watching all the hits. I'm watching Shrek and Josh. But mm, the one I can't remember which one it is is kind of creepy now. iCarly. 
No, the well, the director of all of those is creepy, but one Drake or Josh. Drake. The hot one. Drake. Yeah. I think Josh is pretty hot now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, she can't take an eye on everything. But Emmett and Jasper show back up. The other vampire is gone. They don't know the scent. Um, but they suggest that maybe the issue was that they could smell that Bella was a human, but that there was like a shit ton of vampire scent around. And maybe they were just curious. Um, none of the vampires are as concerned as Bella and this pisses her off. But on the way home, Edward's like, hey, it's chill. Everything will be okay. We'll be on guard. Drake, the first episode of Drake and Josh came out in 2004. That's before. Yeah. Before ti- Twilight. <laughs> BT. BT. Um, what was I saying? Um, they'll have a guard outside her house. She's like, they'll get so bored outside my house, they'll want to kill me themselves. Then they get back, and Charlie's like, Jacob's called again. She still refuses to call him, and Charlie's like, um, don't be petty, like, he sounds really low. And then I wrote in my notes, Blue gets mad at Charlie. Justin still zoned out. I'm I'm looking up iCarly when it first came out because it's after 2004, obviously 2007. Why is that important? I was just thinking about it because like they wouldn't have iCarly yet. Yeah, they do. Is it 2007? Well, canonically, the whole four books take up take part in a 24 month span. So it started. In so just at the end of the book, they'd yeah, be they'd like, probably... "Yo, look at this new show." Three, one. What is it? Three, Three two, two, one. Oh, they don't say one. I know. You. Bing. I don't know the words. Okay. <laughs> Stop interrupting <laughs> me. Or you're gonna go to detention. What? <laughs> Next day, Charlie heads out, and Bella decides she's gonna let Jake off the hook, and she calls him, and he very quickly apologizes, rightfully so. And he says, can I come down for a hang? But before they can really talk, Edward says, hey, can I speak to Jacob? And Bella's like, what? Oh, wait. You guys are okay. And she hands him the phone and they like talk pretty politely. She can like hear like Edward's side. And he's like, yeah, like we're totally up to renegotiating. Is Sam up to it? Like, okay. And Bella's like kind of pissed off that she's being left out of this conversation, which I would be too. Um, Wait, wait, wait. She is a woman. She is a woman. I did forget about that. Jacob and her talk before hanging up, and Jacob's like, please convince Edward that being here in La Push with us is the safest thing. But I'll see you in 10, like I'm going to come by and see the visitors, or get the scent of the visitors. And then that leaves us into chapter 10. Edward leaves, and Jacob comes in. She's doing the dishes, because... She's a woman. Thank also, when it, like, downtown Forks be the safest place? I don't think there is a downtown Forks. But, like... You know. The, sh- the one shop? Yeah. Well, then yeah. all of them are privy to die. Well, you have all the vampires, all the werewolves, and then the public. Like, the Volturi will kill them if they if uh, the vol- the vampire shows itself. You're putting too much... Uh... Steph uh, made a 16-year-old um, boy man fall in love with a 2-year-old, so you really giving her that much credit? Oh! <gasps> So he comes in and he's like practically naked. Like he's just wearing shorts and it's freezing. Uh, and he's hot. And Bella's like, what the hell are you doing? Why aren't you wearing clothes? And he's like, it's already a huge pain in the ass to carry shorts. Like 
I'm not carrying a whole outfit. He has it in his mouth when he's a wolf. No, he points down to a small leather cord on his calf, like an anklet, and he's like, I carry my jeans in a little satchel when I'm a, when I'm a wolf. So that's the solution Steph came up with after we offered so many yeah. solutions the other day. You think he has undies on? No. No undies? No, I think he's raw dogging it. His commando? Mm-hmm. She cleans the dishes. Jacob oh God, goes and I smells. Oh, God, I just D 16. Yeah, so do you feel bad now? Yeah, I do. You should. Yeah. He comes back down. He's helping Bella with the dishes, and he's, like, kind of joking around. He's like, what's it like to have a vampire boyfriend? And he gets, like, childish. He's like, do you kiss him? Boyfriend. And then he's, like, asks another question. He's like, when you change after graduation, like, when will you change? And she says graduation. And he gets mad and forgets he's holding a knife and, like, curls his hand around it. And, you know, big wound bleeds. And Bella gets woozy and freaks out, which I think it's so funny that Steph was like, this will be a good plot point. Let's make her not like blood. Yeah, let's make her Won't that pass be fucking funny? fuck out of the sight of blood. She yeah. goes to bite someone and she passes out. <laughs> um, he I'm sorry, really- a mountain lion. <laughs> a mountain lion. He heals really quickly. She freaks out anyways. And she's cleaning with bleach because he got blood everywhere. Don't need to do that, really. I don't. I mean, I don't. If like you get bleach. it right away, you can just like vinegar water that shit up. Well, you probably want to use something a little bit heavier than that for blood. I uh, yeah. Well, just because of communicable diseases. Oh, that's true. Just because we're clean doesn't mean everybody in the whole world yeah. is. <laughs> also, doesn't everybody have herpes? No. Yes. It's um, HPV. It's like 80%. It's HPV. Oh, it is HPV. You're right. Yeah. I think it's herpes too. No, it's HPV. Yeah. No, it's not HPV. It's HPV. We're done. Um, we're, it's whatever, we're getting a divorce. <laughs> whatever the uh, warts is. Ah. So she cleans and Jacob's going to go because Edward's waiting outside. Please don't Google that because you zoned out for like 10 minutes last time. <laughs> Um, before Jacob leaves, he invites her to a bonfire to hear all the stories. Everyone's going to be there. Who knows about the wolves? And Quill really wants to see her because he's pissed that she figured it out before he did. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If I was turning into a werewolf. (laughs) Nobody fucking told me. And they told someone else first. Who's a vampire girl, no less. Yeah. If they told our mortal enemy before (laughs) me that I was turning into a werewolf, I would be pissed. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I'll ask. And he's like, mad. He's like, is he a warden now too? And she's like, get out. So I like, she's not, yeah, she's not taking shit when he's joking about Edward anymore, which is good. Yeah. Edward walks in and he's like, why did you guys get into a fight? And she's like, no, why? And he's like, I'm wondering why you stabbed him because of the bloody knife. She's like, oh, I didn't stab him. And he's like genuinely disappointed that she didn't like knife him in the gut. Um, But she jokes like, something about it and he's like oh i got your mail and it's an acceptance letter from dartmouth yeah which is exciting and she fart myth well he illegally applied to the school for her remember yeah yeah. so So she's like i'm not she's like i'm not going to dartmouth shut the fuck up more like fart myth she fights with him she's like i'm going to alaska blah 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 then the washer breaks and at that point she remembers she goes oh hey edward can you ask alice where she put all my missing clothes and he's like missing clothes what 
And she's like, yeah, all the things. And he's like, when did you notice these? And she was like, oh, yeah, the night the intruder broke in. Yeah, so Alice has them. Yeah, maybe she shouldn't have gotten accepted to Bar That's <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> Since homegirl can't put two and two together. Um, the, all these clothes went missing the day the intruder went in. Where does Alice Where did Alice them? put those? Right. That's crazy. Uh, the likelihood that an intruder breaks in and Alice randomly steals your clothes and she's never done that before, like, literally, girl. It, it has to be the same thing. Like, it gotta be it. Yeah. I don't know what else it would be. So they're all things with her scent on it. And her stank. Her nasty stank. And during this, um, Edward gets a call from Carlisle and goes to the paper because there's clearly a mess going on in Seattle. And he's worried they might have to deal with it before the Volturi come round. It's me, Carlisle. He mentions that they, it's good they have Jasper because he has experience with young vampires. But sh- she shut the fuck up. He's not going to tell her anything. Sh- she'll have to ask Jasper because how would the plot continue? Yeah. And he's like, also, just so you know, I heard Jacob ask you to go to La Push. You don't have to ask me for permission. And she's like, oh, yeah. I was so. just trying to La Push him away. <laughs> She decides to take her bike back to Jake's and she gets to the Collins and in the garage, she's surprised to see like an intense ass looking motorcycle next to her little tiny motorcycle that Jake put together. And she's like, not really excited, but Edward's like, yeah, I kind of wanted He's like being kind of cute. He was like, I wanted us to do this together. And then he's like, oh, I didn't realize this was something that only you and Jacob did. Like, that's fine. It's a fucking massive Orange County chopper chopper. It's she, She's like, it's huge. It's silver and it's shiny. Is it a Volvo? No. it's a, a Do Volvo have motorcycles? Yeah, I think they do. Justin, I swear to God, if you Google, Google something it. else and I'm zone Googling. out, I'm going to be pissed. Edward's fine. He's like, okay, that makes sense. Like, Jasper was giving it the side eye. I'll give it to him. He then requests that she wear a bike jacket and a helmet. (laughs) Ah, fuck yeah, baby. Yeah. They got motorcycle. Okay. So, um. No, wait. It was a concept art. Fuck. You're going to hell jail now. Um, wear the bike jacket and a helmet and he calls her sexy. Edward drives her to the territory line and Jacob picks her up there and Bella's like, I feel like I'm being transitioned from custodial parents. Yeah. <laughs> like that's literally. What's happening. And also like literally you were transitioned from custodial parents. Here you go. Here here's the uh like, object and Jake to, and to Edward won't of. cross the territory line either, so it's literally like It's yeah, your divorced parents dropping you off in yeah. a parking lot. <laughs> or so, not dropping you off. Dropping you off in a parking lot. <laughs> See ya <laughs> Peace out, little one. Good luck. Alright, so Jake grabs her in a big hug and takes her to the fire. And we start chapter eleven, which is gonna have a lot of backstory story going on. They're sitting around this fire, and all the werewolves have ravenously eaten a lot of hot dogs, which makes me want to throw up because... Oh, fuck. They're chowing (laughs) down on those glizzies. Hot dogs are so gross. (laughs) So, all the wolves are there. That's Quill, Embry, Paul, Jared, Jacob, and Sam. Then Kim, who's the woman who Jared imprinted on. Emily, who's kind of training to be a new elder. Which I think this is so funny because you'll hear in the story, it's all boys this, boys that, men, men, men. And then they're like, but Emily's going to be the new elder and Sue Clearwater is replacing her dead husband, Harry. And I'm like, okay, so you guys like, took you how long to add a couple women up on that council? Okay. 
So Sue Clearwaters got her two kids there as well, Leah and Seth. Um, and then the previous two elders, the old Quilatera and Billy Black. Is the two-year-old there too? No, because she's fucking two years old. She probably, it's probably past her bedtime. <laughs> um, Where's your girlfriend? It's a little past her bedtime. And not, she's not my girlfriend. I'm her brother right now. And then in 10 years, I'll be her best friend. And then in 10 years, I'll be her boyfriend. Okay? Get your facts straight. <laughs> God. 10 years after that, I'll be her husband. <laughs> um... So Belle's having fun and is excited to be around her Quillute friends. But then she has these just awful fucking judgmental thoughts. So Leah and Emily are there. Wow, these people are fucking poor. Well, she (laughs) wonders that now that Leah knows the truth about what happened to Emily, because remember, Leah was previously engaged to Sam Yuli, does she feel like Emily's ruined face is justice? Fucking shit, dude. An actual thought she had. You can't say that. You shouldn't think it. That should no. be something you think and then you go, oh my god. Did I just think that? Shit, that was fucked up. You go, where did that come from? That was bad, Blue. And then she also goes, she's like, Kim is like kind of plain and she's like too regular to be like that much fun. Which I'm like, is so mean. You just met this girl. Yeah. And then she like, after a bit of watching her um, for a bit. She's like, Jared stares at her. After and like, watching her and judging her. and Yeah, and watching Jared interact with her. She's like, wow, okay, I guess she is pretty. And as always, Steph is obsessed with their skin color because she says Kim's skin color, Kim's skin looked like russet colored silk in the firelight. Yikes. Is somebody going to tell Steph she doesn't always have to do that? Well, if they're not white, you have to explain what they look like. So how will people know if they're if you're like, oh, they're Native American? Besides probably, saying they're Native probably American. Probably never seen a Native American before. Also, I mean this in the nicest way possible. Is Steph so dumb that she thinks all people who are Native American do not have diluted blood from what we've done to them? That they're still gonna be as air quotes, russet colored. As they perhaps were in the past. Yeah. I mean that in, like, the Um, least racist way I can possibly say it. I saw something on the way home the other day. Mm -hmm. So, you know the Miami University? Yeah. used to be their uh, trigger warning racism. (laughs) Uh, They used to be the Miami Redskins. Yeah. I saw a mailbox... That had red skin pride as like the like a little plaque on the back of it going down. Yeah. And then the M and like the old logo. Yeah. Okay. I was like, dude. That's an interesting Dude, they choice. walked away from that. They were like, hey, maybe And early too, before people started to They did and they that. like they they've done some other. Lou told me about it. He he went to Miami, but um. But you know what I'm saying, like yeah, it's like Steph is like very like. It would be different if she did that for everybody, and she does do that for in particular Edward and Rosalie. She calls them very beautiful and very pale, and obviously she calls the vampires pale. But every time she just like describes the Native American skin, it just kind of gets under my my i guess my skin you know what i mean yeah. like anyways we're gonna move on because i've got a Has lot of she story described telling. charlie's skin 
No. Any other persons from school's skin. Mm-mm. So just the vampires and the Native Americans. And don't forget Bella's very pale, too. Oh, okay. But she's going to be a vampire, so. Mm-hmm. So Jacob tells Bella that this is Kim, Quill, Seth's, and Leah's first time hearing all these stories. Like, they've heard them as, like, kids, like, you know, kind of goofy histories they've heard. And they thought they were all legends, but this is the first time they've actually heard them knowing everything is true. Yeah. And Emily starts taking, like, furious notes, and Billy begins. So the first story we're going to hear is the Spirit Spirit Warriors by Billy Black. So, you know what my little bad brain just said? Because I want to do a southern accent when I do Jasper's. Mm Mm-hmm. I was going to do an accent for this one. Uh-oh. I didn't. Blue's racist. I'm Cancel sorry. her. I saw we. Um, the Quilia tribe. I'm a bigot and you're racist. <laughs> had always been small. Um, before they were shapeshifters, they were called spirit warriors. The tribe settled near the water to be builders and fishermen. Um, and then when another tribe came to push them out, they took their ships and tried to escape them. Um, this Their first tribe... Uh, their first great spirit chief was not the first spirit warrior, but they don't remember when, like, the first one was. During this emergency, though, spirit warriors would leave their bodies on the ships with the women to watch over their spirit bodies, or their their spiritless bodies. And they would go to the mainland. While they couldn't touch the other warriors, they could blow fierce, scary-ass winds. And they could also communicate with animals to do, like, some bidding. So they scared the shit out of these warriors. Okay, this fucking sounds a thousand percent different than werewolves. <laughs> it gets it gets to the werewolves. Okay. I promise. So they got rid of their enemies this way, and other tribes around them, such as the Makaz and the Hoes, made treaties with them. Are these real tribes? The Makazes. I don't know about the Hoes. Cool. Hoes. The last great spirit chief was Taha Aki, who was a man of peace. You'll hear his name a lot because that's what his name is. However, there was one spirit warrior who did not agree with their ways, and that was Utlapa. Utlapa wanted to enslave the Maha- Maka- Maka's and okay, the Hoes. With, with Blue stumbling over that, we're also... Like, these are probably made-up names. Uh, if there aren't, we're sorry. <laughs> the ma- Makas is. That we, that we is. fucked them up, yeah. The Makas is. Yeah. I don't know about the hoes. Um, yeah, but Utlapa wanted to enslave these tribes and use their magic to expand. Cool. However, like like the wolves, um, when they became spirit warriors, they could all read their each other's minds. So Tahaaki was like, literally, fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to turn you into slaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so he banned Utlapa, and there was a special sp- special spot in the woods that Taha Aki would go to become a spirit warrior and leave his body. And Utlapa found this special place, got into Taha Aki's body, and then sliced his body. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, but still, like they don't leave their bodies when they're werewolves. So, so. this is a different story. Okay. Werewolves come next. Okay. I thought this was factual history, not this like... This is not factual. Okay. No, no, no. Like, they were more of like, hey, like, uh, we told you these as stories, but this is this what is happened. This is the first story. This okay. is the story of how the spirit spirit warriors became the werewolves. Oh, okay. So, Utlapa is now living in the body of Tahaaki, and Tahaaki has no place to go. 
So he took his place and started doing like crazy shit after a couple weeks. And he forbid his warriors to enter the spirit world because then they would know Taha'aki was still alive. He took on new wives, which was unheard of because his previous wife was still alive. And he eventually... Divorce is not allowed. Nope. And he became a big burden to the tribe. Uh, wait, wait. He became what? A burden to the Okay, tribe. I thought he said he became a big burden to the tribe. He was a big-ass burden. <laughs> he became big burden. It's kind of crazy. Um, Taha Aki worked with this, like, huge wolf to... And requested the wolf kill the body of Taha Aki um, with the spirit of Yutlapa in him. But the wolf ended up killing another man and Taha Aki felt great grief. That was Justin, not one of our cats, just so everybody no, knows. No, it's fine. It was one of the cats. So Taha Aki's getting all kinds of wonked out from his time, like, in the spirit world, not in his body. He didn't feel right, uncomfy, horrified. Yeah, I bet if you were stuck in a mythical plane and kind mm-hmm. of fuck with you after a yeah, while. not feeling good. However, the wolf he had worked with, who was, like, a big-ass wolf, kept following the spirit around. And finally, the wolf and him came to an agreement, and Taha Aki entered the wolf's body. Okay, wolf, real wolf, or wolf spirit? Real ass wolf. Okay, real wolf. The wolf and the spirit can, like, the animals and the spirits can communicate with each other. But, is it a horse? Or a bear. Or a moose? We'll never know. We'll never know. He goes back to the village as a wolf. Cool. Like, he's a physical... On all levels, but physical. I'm a wolf. (laughs) In all levels... (laughs) But actual, on all levels, Besides and physical, physical I'm, I'm a, a human. Yeah. So he goes back to the village and he kind of like tries to speak with the like his eyes like and howl their songs. He doesn't attack them and they're kind of like, that's weird as fuck, y'all, right? And some guy... Why is that wolf getting low? Why is that wolf twerking it? Did that wolf just hit the nene? Oh my god. And, um... A man travels into the spirit world, learns the truth, but Yutlapa kills him um, before he can say anything. And during that like moment, Tahaaki feels such great human emotion that his emotions were too much for the wolf and his and he transformed into the body of a man. But this man didn't look like Tahaaki. Um, it was the flesh interpretation of his spirit. And the warriors Spirit warriors recognized at once that this was him, and they killed Yudlapa. Wait, why wouldn't your flesh interpretation of yourself look like yourself? It was the flesh interpretation of his spirit. So his spirit looked different than his oh, body. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Tahaaki quickly sets everything right, and he becomes Tahaaki the Great Wolf, because he's more than a man or a wolf now. He's hot. He didn't age, and when he ended up fathering sons, which he fathered many, these sons Hell yeah, turned, he did. <laughs> these sons Hell turned, yeah, he did. Oh yeah. These sons turned into wolf as wolves as they reached manhood. And these wolves reflected their inner spirit. So is it that they turn into wolves because of vampires, or do they turn into wolves when they're threatened? And their bodies realize vampires are a threat. There is a second story. Okay. So some of these sons become warriors like Tahaaki, but those who did not like the transform transformation stopped, and then they begin to age back. Like, begin to age again. And Tahaaki ends up living three man's lives when he ends up marrying the third wife. And in this, he found his true spirit wife he imprinted. 
and he decides to give up his wolf and he will die with her. Then the story transitions to the third wife's sacrifice, and this is told by the old Quilatera. After Tahaaki was old, there was some trouble with the Makaz, and several of the young women from the tribe had gone missing. They blamed these wolves, but it was not them. Wait, is Quilatera um, Quill's dad? Grandfather. Grandfather. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Quill, someone else, Quill. Yeah. The oldest wolf son of Tahaaki, who was Tahawi, was charged to figure out what was going on. He led five other wolves into the of the pack to find anything, and they found this weird sweet scent that they'd never found before. The smell took them far, and Tahawi told the younger wolves to report back to the chief, and the older wolves never returned. The younger brothers searched but couldn't find Wait, anything. Why do they have to report back to the dude? Can't they read each other's minds? Yeah, but Tahaaki is not turning into a wolf anymore. Oh, okay. So the they searched, but they couldn't find anything until a year later when more Macaw women went missing. The wolves went to hunt, and only one came back, and this was Yaha Uta, the third wife's oldest son, but he was the youngest son of the pack. Third wife's the spirit, the imprint? Yeah. So they're old as balls now. Yeah. Um, it was a strange, cold, stony corpse. Yaha Uta said that what happened was he found this creature who looked like a man with the Makah daughters. One was dead and drained of all of her blood. The other was barely alive, but the monster quickly just snapped her neck and threw her around. Okay. How much blood is in a person? Oh, a lot. I feel like it's more than a stomach can hold. They're vampires. Yeah, but still. There are people turning into wolves. Are you really going to pull this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will, actually. This man had great speed, and one of the oh, wolves... Oh, shit, he's fast! Greatly, quickly became victim, and Yata, Yaha Utla and his other brother worked to kill this monster and began ripping small pieces of this creature apart because they realized their teeth could harm it. And they're hungry. As Yata, Yaha Uta ripped the creature's head off, its hand continued to mangle its brothers. Um... And his brother ended up dying. Fucking hell, dude. That's metal as shit. <laughs> um, as the elders poke this corpse with sticks, the hand and arm begun to reattach. And they freaked the <laughs> fuck out. And they yeah, burned everything. I would too. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so they burned everything and the air becomes polluted. They separate the ash into small bags and spread them as far and wide. Yeah, if it fucking... Started If an arm puts itself together, I am burning that thing... And then dividing it into a hundred pieces and burying him a hundred miles yeah. apart. I don't care how like mystical magical I am. <laughs> Fuck out of there. That shit. So Tahaaki wears one around his neck so that he could be warned if the creature ever decided to get back together. And Good idea. Billy ends up pulling a leather thong like back in the present day from around his neck, and it's a small black blackened with age. So it's that remnants of that first cold one. Yeah. The they only had one wolf left, and they did not wait. Lo- they didn't have to wait long for more attacks. The cold one had a mate, and she was the most beautiful thing they'd ever seen. And she was white with blonde hair, and they didn't even know like this was before colonization. And they fell to their knees to worship her. She spoke to them in a language none of them had ever heard. But before anything else, the cold woman attacked and killed many. And when the tribe went into water, like on one of their boats, she killed them all. Because she can swim. Very good. You're, you're so beautiful. Oh, my God. 
Oh, die for me! <laughs> oh, give me blood! <laughs> then she sees the great wolf of Yahauta and attacks. During this fight, Yahauta lost, and Tahaaki transforms into an old ass, gangly ass, gross gray wolf to fight her. But Tahaaki's third wife had just witnessed everything. She knew Tahaaki couldn't win alone, and she grabs a knife from one of her younger sons. And all of her sons are young, they're not yet men. And she gets close to the cold woman, and she stabs herself in the heart, and blood gets on the woman and distracts her. So at this point, two of her young sons transform into their spirit wolves and help Tahaaki kill For the, the first cold time, one. Or? Yes. Okay. Because of their grief. Because remember, yeah, it's watching like, your mom suicide blood someone. Yeah, that'll do it. Tahaaki never rejoined the tribe or became a human again. After he became a spirit wolf, he guarded her body for one whole day, never letting anyone approach her, and then disappeared into the woods. Trouble with the cold ones was not such a big issue after that. Um, and time passed, and the descendants of Tahaaki never, like, didn't always become wolves. But if there was a cold one around, the wolves came back in small packs. Then a bigger coven, the Collins, came around, and they spoke to the leader Ephraim Black as if he were a man, and they made a treaty. And their numbers being around have forced a larger pack than the tribe has ever seen since Tahaaki's time. And then they just go back to being, like, then it's just back in regular, they're at the fire. Okay just tomfoolery so did that answer your questions so it is a level of threat that brings them out and werewolves are a giant level of threat yeah i feel like you mean vampires yeah i feel like it it wouldn't just be vampires though you know like i feel like when you know colonization happened they would have had more yeah but i can't say that for sure i'm not sure steph wanted to bring that lore back into it i personally would say that that they did the right thing and slaughtered the white man yeah. as the white man slaughtered them. Ideally. <laughs> but there's that. So they all like kind of gab. They're having tomfoolery, but Bella doesn't join. She's kind of thinking about how this whole tribe was just saved by one regular unnamed woman, the third wife. She saved everybody and they don't even remember her name. Yeah. Kind of fucked. Yeah. But I'm shocked. Then Also, Jake- it's all made up. Yeah. <laughs> like this Hopefully. Is all, well, this is. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. Steph made this story up. Oh, God. If she stole one of their stories. We can look on the Burke Museum. Oh, figure God. it out. Um, then she's woken up by Jacob and she doesn't understand. And she's like, holy shit, I need to call J- Edward to pick him up. And Jake's like, don't worry. I already called him. Which she's like kind of happy to see them like talking regular, even if they're not like bffs they're like at least communicating yeah not being little passive aggressive dickheads yeah um edward takes her home and she passes out and when she wakes up edward's reading wuthering heights why am i right yeah am i right i've definitely read that book the next day she gets up and see the book and there's some like weird ass passage about blood i didn't even pay attention to because i didn't want to so that's chapter 11 i think we should go to chapter 12 what time we at 56-ish? Uh, let's end it here. End it here? Yeah. Oh, we only got through three chapters. <laughs> Ruh-roh. Hey, so this is going to be a six-parter. <laughs> no, don't even joke about that. I still have so many words left, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, so how'd you feel about that, Justin? I felt like that was a good episode. Yeah? 
And I bet the listener who's listening to this right now. The one single listener. We love you. You agree with me right fucking now. Yeah, or you'll hurt my feelings. This was an amazing episode. You loved it. You had fun the whole time. And it would be really good if you left a review. because I was so hunky. You cried because Blue was so hot. Thanks, babe. And please, please, please leave us a review. Beg your friends and family to leave us a review, too. That'd be great. (laughs) Tell your friends and family to leave us a review. If you leave a review, I'll get hunkier. Oh, that'd be good for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of sad being so much hotter than your husband. Well, that's not true. I'm kind of so super hunky. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just get even more hunky. Anyways, thank you so much, folks, for listening to us. My name's Blue. And my name's Justin. I love to read. And I do not. And this is Reading Held Hostage. We hope to see you back next week. God, I'm so hunky. So, um, oh, blue. Kissing. Oh, kissing. Our boys are kissing each other. And by kissing, we mean biting each other's necks. Bite, bite. Kiss, kiss. Oh, they're kissing now. Bite and kiss, kiss. Okay.